You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Jimmy Stein on Locked On Bama. Alabama tonight receiving a commitment from Kobe Prentice, wide receiver from Calera, which is uh, just outside Birmingham. For those of you who don't know, Calera is not a 7A type power. You might not be super familiar with that uh, program, but they do produce players. Uh, Alabama recruited a big lineman there, Jones, who ended up signing with Oregon. Uh, y'all might remember him, gigantic defensive tackle type guy. I mean, they, so they've had dudes from time to time, but uh, Kobe Prentice is their dude this year. Have a lot to say about Kobe because he's so interesting to us in the recruiting industry because we like to think that those days in the 60s and 70s and 80s and the last century are over in terms of kids that slipped through the cracks. Back then there was no internet. There wasn't this sharing of information and colleges could literally just stumble upon a guy who had no hype, who no football fans had heard of, and he was just a total badass. And, and people were, these kids were more hidden back then. And then as the recruiting industry aged and there became a lot more armchair recruiting analysts like myself, who used, used to be that before I'm now this big time guy on three. And you know, I'm just joking when I say that. Um, but there used to be, like, no no one out there finding these hidden kids. And ever since, you know, the Internet comes along and now we can all share information, there's almost no hidden kids. And, and, that, and that's the way it's sort of been. I think a great hidden kid story for us Alabama fans was Josh Jacobs. And, and, and maybe we'll go over that uh, soon uh, because Josh is just one of all of our favorites and and he was almost inexplicably hidden in Tulsa, you know, of all, of all places. I mean, a big, a big city with, that's famous for having good football players. And yet he slept, slipped through the cracks and ended up at Alabama with very little attention. Then was a three-and-done first-round pick, and he's been a good player in the NFL. So Kobe, sort of hidden, and I say that in the sense before – any of y'all listening to this had heard of Kobe Prentice in the 24-7 composite. He was ranked in the 40s in Alabama. And as we all know, Alabama, Crimson Tide under Nick Saban, you know, is only generally interested in six, eight, ten guys in the entire state at the most. And you're probably like, why on earth is Alabama prioritizing a guy that's ranked in the 40s? Well, that says more about where he was ranked than it says about Alabama. And the fact of the matter is, this is COVID. And by that, I mean, everything got turned on his head a year ago. I mean, in terms of in the spring and summer, when these guys kind of create the hype and the, and the rankings for themselves, there weren't camps, there weren't combines, there weren't even summer camps at the schools where information always leaks out about who they're interested in and who's good. And, and on top of that, so now the, the entire recruiting industry has to rank kids based on their junior huddle tape of their high schools and, and all over the country. Not everybody played a full schedule. And in Alabama, they did, sort of, but it was all weird. And every week you were missing kids. And 
it was just the ultimate year for the 70s, 80s, and 90s to happen all over again, where there are kids out there who are legitimately good, and they're not ranked high. And Alabama is giving us, look at these examples. Look at Amari Knobloch, you know, who Alabama got over a month ago. His ranking was low too. But have you guys seen the, his tape? Have you guys seen what he actually is? And then Kobe Prentice shows up at Alabama's camp this summer because now you got camps again. He runs a 4-3-8 at Alabama's camp. I know more casual followers of followers of recruiting don't really understand this, but I cannot stress to you enough how rare that is. I know every kid in the world you read a blurb about, you know, says, oh, he runs a 4-4, coach says he runs a 4-4. It's just not true. Just look at the Indianapolis Combines, you know, in the NFL prospects run the 40 and, and how many of them really are running four fours. The, there's just a lot of fiction out there, but this kid, no, he, he literally ran a four, three, eight at Alabama's camp. And when I heard this, I ran to my huddle because that's what we recruiting, recruiting nerds do. I ran to my huddle and I'm like, how, how can a kid that runs that fast be ranked where he's at? And then you watch the tape and you're like, the you know, just, the rankings are too premature. And again, it's no one's fault. Don't don't point fingers. Don't go, oh, these guys are asleep at the wheel. It's not that at all. It's the vast job that it is and the fact that the way that these rankings are put together uh, is a process. And the process was completely obliterated by, by COVID, just like everything else in terms of, uh, of how this works. So there's going to be a handful of players that are better. Uh, than their rankings and a handful of players that maybe get ranked a little high. And uh, I'm a huge fan of of what 24-7 has done over the years and remain a massive fan. I think what they do is incredible and incredibly accurate uh, under an impossible task. So, uh, no, it just makes for interesting stuff. It, we should all not, we should just all be interested in how all this works. Uh, just don't be the guy out there thinking that what happens is, a handful of people watch every single high school game that's played in the United States and then ranks every player that's on the field in every class and every classification in the U.S. And out of these, what is it, 64,000 kids playing high school football, there's some sort of way to rank them one through 64,000. Uh, that, that, that's not even remotely close to how this works. So it's just a great example of how in the end, these rankings are incredibly helpful to us fans of football, and they mean a lot, and they're accurate. I mean, for instance, they rank Alabama number one in the, in the recruiting rankings almost every year. Where does Alabama end up in the on-the-field rankings at the end of every year? Number one. So, so yeah, they're getting it right. They're getting it right and, uh, and, and just, just performing an impossible task, and that's how – at the end of this year, everybody all over the country is going to be talking about Kobe Prentice's Bama bump. No, no. He's just getting, for the first time, a real fair look uh, on tape and what he does on the field and getting the hype. He probably should have been getting all along, but he just slipped through the cracks. And that's what makes him interesting. In terms of what he brings to the field, you know, in terms of what I see on tape, I see a guy that plays to his speed. He is very fast. His pads do not slow him down. He runs a 4-4-ish 
40 time. He plays to 4-4 speed on the field. And, you know, the knocks on those guys that play wide receiver is that they're track guys and not football guys. And I think Henry Ruggs is a fantastic example of a guy with track times that proved in college that he was a football player. And that's going to be what the situation is with Kobe. Uh, You know, anybody that runs that fast is going to have to overcome this uh, knock that he's a speed guy and not a football guy. And But when I watch his tape at Calera, I see a kid with real football skills, a kid that knows how to get open, a kid that has hands you can work with. Um, he's not big, but he's also not small. He's got a pretty, he's got a pretty decent frame to him. Uh, he's not one of these little tiny guys that runs that fast. I mean, he's got some legitimate speed to him. I came up with this comp earlier. It's only for you uh, fellow uh, old folks. Um, you guys remember back in the early 90s or mid-90s, we had a dude we signed on a Niceville, Florida, named Marcel West. Um, I, I think Kobe's a lot like him uh, in the sense they're both very similarly sized with similar speed. And while Marcel uh, didn't show up at Alabama, um, you know, a five-plus star or, or leave Alabama as a first-round pick, uh, he was a good player and was one of the fastest receivers. And, and I think with Kobe, that, that's what we're getting with him. He's going to show up and be the fastest guy in the wide receiver room and uh, or one of the fastest guys. And, hey, uh, once you got that, once you show up like that, then it's up to Holman Wiggins and the Alabama coaches to develop him into a receiver. But, hey, uh, you can't teach some kid to run fast. They, 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 they do that naturally out of the womb or they'll never be players so this kid is showing up with an a plus elite skill and then it's up to alabama to develop him into a dude and what kind of track record does alabama have with that a really good one so don't get confused by his early low ranking it's going to be rising and rising and rising and the only recruiting rankings that matter people the only one that matters is the recruiting ranking at the end and I'm telling you all right now, I think there's a chance that by the time this cycle has ended, Kobe Prentice is one of the top five or six prospects in the state of Alabama. That's that's probably where he really deserves to be. So uh, good news for Alabama. Uh, good news, uh, you know, uh, in, in a heck of an addition to the receiving core. Alabama needs to sign probably three or four more guys in this group. And Alabama's kind of been on a roll uh, at wide receiver, and I, I think Kobe Prentice is uh, he's just continuing that role. I would look for Alabama again to add two or three more guys. I've got a, a burrow crush on Barry and Brown from Tennessee. Uh, I sort of hope he's next. Um, appreciate you guys listening to the Locked On Bama podcast, and we'll be back soon.